You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. The title of my article last week was The Junior Gold Stock Fire Sale is Probably Coming to an End. And that sure looks to be the case here as this money starts to rotate now not only in the sector from the majors into the juniors, but from generalist investors that are going to start looking down the food chain into into stocks that are undervalued in relation to majors that are becoming a little overvalued in relation to juniors. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Bill Powers. This is Mining Stock Education. And joining me today is my friend David Erfley of JuniorMinerJunkie.com. Remember, Junkie has a Y on it. Link is in the show notes. Dave, thanks for coming back on for our monthly check-in. Let's talk gold price. Uh, The day we're recording, the gold is performing well. Where do you see the gold price going right now? Uh, always a pleasure, Bill. Thanks again for having me on. Yeah, it's um, you know I've been I've been talking about this in my weekly column for the past few weeks about uh, first the eighteen hundred being this marginal line of of resistance that we had to get over, and once we did, um, it took a while. We had that we had that range from seventeen fifty to eighteen hundred that we had to clear while everybody and his brother was talking about inflation, and which was frustrating uh, gold bulls even more and more. But um, once we got over that 1800 level, um, then the 1850 level became the next line. And that line uh, is, is important for two reasons. It coincides with the 200-day moving average and also the top of that channel, that, um, that downtrending channel that, that began when gold hit that all-time high of 2089. Remember, it, the gold price doubled in about four years from 1045 to 2089. And then the 382 Fibonacci retracement from that high was the 1690 area. And where did gold double bottom? It double bottomed at 1675. And in the meantime, it stayed in that channel on the, on, on the, the bottom channel was support and the top channel was resistance. And it, it was basically a bullish falling wedge after a huge uh, oversized gain in the gold price needed to consolidate. And the 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 the, uh, the the good and bad thing about these uh, bullish falling wedges after a huge gain is a they're frustrating because they get up to the top of the channel, it gets people to start chasing stocks because they think it's going to break out, but it doesn't because it needs more time, so it comes back down. But the good thing about that is if you, if you if you if you're a professional in the sector like I am, you understand what these what these moves have to take time to consolidate. And while they're taking this time to consolidate, that's your cue to basically go into the junior sector and look at these companies that had these huge moves that you may have missed. And they're doing the same thing. So you're waiting for the best time to come in and and take your position. You know, you look at valuation, you look at the sector, you look at management. Did they do the right things? Did they raise money at the right time? Um, when does the placement come become free trading? All these things you have to factor in. And um, I've been doing that for the past eight, nine months. And uh, last week, I pretty much put the rest of my cash to work because I, I, I expected this move to break out. I mean, if you take we take a look at the macro fundamentals, I mean, it's it's screaming that the gold was about to do this. And also, you had a, a, there, there's still a lot of skeptics out there. 
you know, but if you, we take a look at the miners, they had already broken out. The GDX had already broken out of this of, the, of this channel, right? And it's been led by majors and royalty companies. We take a look at the biggest major, which is Newmont Mining. Today, they're making an all-time high, over $72 a share. They've, they've been raising their dividends. Um, they've got over $5 billion in cash. You know, they're going to have to start looking at replacing those ounces. And they've already purchased GT Gold recently, all cash offer, no, no share dilution. You know, these, these majors, they've learned the lessons from the past and they're doing the right things. They're taking strategic investments in these companies and then coming along and, and ponying up the cash for the rest of the position to take them out. And let's face it, $380 million for GT Gold, I think it was. That's pretty much lunch money to them when you got that much cash, right? So I know this is a long-winded answer to your, to your question, but I had all these things that I wanted to say, and I'll, I'll let you go ahead and ask me more about what I just what I just uh, uh, entered into the conversation. So Newmont, because that is a leader, and that's a major miner, like that's you said. That's the sector bellwether. That's, that's the that's... number one gold company in the world, right? And so what and that's, that's what is... generalist investors look at. And so what it's saying then, if it's hitting all-time highs, and I think it's like about 6% over its high from last August, it's saying though, though gold is $200 less per ounce, the fundamentals of this company look so good that we're going to buy it just because of the fundamental value. A generalist is saying that. Is, is that an accurate assessment? Absolutely. And if you take a look at the dividend that it's paying, right, and the fact that it, it's paying a dividend that's way over the, uh, the 10-year T-note, right, the yield on a 10-year T-bill. So not only do you get leverage to the gold price, but you're also getting a healthy dividend, a healthy dividend that protects you against inflation. Right. So when you see a, when you see the, the bellwether stock breaking out and also today you see you see mainstream news headlines about gold stocks breaking out, the gold price breaking out. That's going to finally bring in these generalist investors. You know, I've been I've been telling my subscribers for the for the past few weeks that once the gold price makes a weekly close above eighteen fifty, it's going to bring in generalist in, investors. And because what's been happening up until that time is these juniors have been lagging. Because this is what happens after after these big huge consolidations, right? General interest dries up. The people leave. They're like, "Why should I invest in gold stocks? Gold, uh, uh, general stock, uh, uh, general equities are making all time highs. You know, Bitcoin's going crazy. You know, whatever. Why should I invest in gold stocks? Well, now Bitcoin has come off its its highs quite a bit. The stock market is starting to is starting to roll over. Selling may go away, um, and the the gold price is really looking attractive here because these gold stocks didn't move up with these other commodity stocks. And especially the juniors. So now that the now that the we, we, I expect to see a weekly close above eighteen fifty here this week, and once we do, the juniors are going to start to lead, and they've already already started to lead this morning. I mean, the, I think the GDXJ is up almost twice as much as the GDX. So this is this is the time. Although the, it was the time earlier to start getting into these things, but. The the, the 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 title of my article last week was the junior St gold stock fire sale is probably coming to an end. And that, that sure looks to be the case here as this money starts to rotate now, uh, not only in the sector from the majors into the juniors, but from generalist investors that are going to start looking down the food chain 
into, into stocks that are undervalued in relation to majors that are becoming a little overvalued in relation to juniors. Gold Terra Resource Corp. is a gold exploration company that has assembled a highly prospective district-scale land position on the doorstep of the city of Yellowknife in Canada's Northwest Territories. Gold Terra is currently focused on expanding and delineating gold resources at the company's Yellowknife City Gold Project with the goal of discovering over 5 million ounces. With ready access to infrastructure and multiple high-grade gold discoveries, Gold Terra is on track to re-establishing Yellowknife as one of the premier gold mining districts in Canada. Gold Terra trades as YGT in Toronto and YGTFF on the OTC. For more information, go to goldterracorp.com. That's goldterracorp.com. We've talked about Newmont and normally you and I don't chat about the majors. Neither of us invest in the majors. We like growth oriented mid-tier producers is kind of the sweet spot where you get more leverage to the gold price and uh, more potential share price appreciation. But when you look at Newmont and you compare it to Barrick, why is Newmont outperforming Barrick on a relative basis? Well, I think it, it has a lot to do with their operations. I think mean, they've had some operational problem, problems in some jurisdictions. And I think Newmont's, um, I think Newmont's uh, merger with, with Gold Corp made more sense than Barrick's uh, merger with, with Rand Gold. I mean, I think that, I think that, um, Barrick merged with Rangold just to get Mark Bristow. I mean, that's what it, that's what it seems like. And um, but but the Newmont Gold Corp made more sense. I think their projects are in better jurisdictions, and um, they have they have more cash. I mean, like I said, they have a, they have five billion dollars on the books, and they keep raising their dividends. And you know, I, I expect Barrick to do well as well, but I still expect to to to, to see Newmont. And uh, Franco Nevada, especially, outperform Barrick. Dave, I just had a friend of the family who does heating and cooling come over and charge my air conditioner for the season. And we were chatting, we were talking about what he's paying for his, uh, his parts, many of which are copper in the heating and cooling industry. And he told me, Bill, this one part that I had to install on this job that I buy frequently, it was $70 last fall. And then he said, all of a sudden, it jumped up to $120, uh, like, six weeks ago. And then he said, he said, I went on vacation. Okay. And I come back a week later, I went to the supply house. It was $140, this part. And so it's a hundred percent increase in the price in this part in like four to five months. I bring that up to say, when you're looking at these gold projects and they, they say our NPV is such, you know, at this gold price, yes, the gold price is a lot more than it was 18 months ago, but all these input costs are going up too, right? So how do you That's assess right. that when you're looking at developers in particular? That's a great question. Uh, and by the way, you did you did tell your friend that this inflation is just transitory, right? Right, I did. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but you know, when you ask these, supply, all these prices are going to come back down, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. Anyway, but yes, absolutely. Yeah, especially fuel costs because you know, um, as far as miners are concerned, most of the, their, their most of their costs are, are fuel costs, and the you know the oil price is, is going up as well. So yeah, that's, that, that's a great question. Um, you know, the gold, the gold price needs, needs to get a little higher for, for the, some of these projects as well, for that reason. And, um, yes, that's the, another, another reason why you really need to, to focus on higher margin projects as opposed to the optionality plays that need a higher gold price. You know, of course, 
these optionality plays are going to going to get some love now that once once these juniors start to break out. But, you know, you might want to look to sell them a little sooner once this up this up leg runs its course. I mean, the last up leg we had lasted didn't even last five months and the GDXJ went up one hundred and eighty percent. Um, if, if, if we, if I'll give your, um, audience a chance to pause the, the, the interview here right now and bring up a long-term chart of the GDXJ, uh, bring up a 13 year history of the GDXJ. It broke out above 45 during that 180% move. It corrected 33% in eight months down to, to its July low. And I'm sorry, to its, to its March low. And it retested that breakout level. Now, technically, if you take it's a huge base, it's a seven-year base that it broke out of. Technically, the technical target for that breakout now is 90. And the GDXJ is trading about 52 right now. So basically, what you want to do is you want to be holding these positions, and of course, be taking some profits on the way up. But that's the technical target you want to be looking at. As, as maybe a time to say, hey, look, it's getting toward that area. The, it's, the, the market's getting super frothy. I mean, remember how frothy it got back in j- July of August of last year. That's when you should be taking some profit off the table, not when you should be buying stocks. Because a lot of people jumped in at, at that time, June, July, August. And, and, you know, they're gone probably most likely because, you know, they're down considerably on their stocks. So, I mean... That's just the way the market works, right? You buy low, sell high. Well, you got to know what the target is, the technical target on the GDXJ, and that's what it is. I'm not saying that it's going to go there, but technically, that's where it's going. And if you take a look at the huge base that it's created and and where the gold price should be going now after after it's 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 broken out of this consolidation based on the macro fundamentals, then that $90 target isn't so crazy. Dave, when you issue a buy recommendation and you tell your subscribers what you're going to buy and give them a chance to buy with you on the same day, you don't front run, but you lay out why you're going to buy and if it's successful, like your price target. Okay. So when you invest in an explorer, it's of course, if they hit gold, the share price is going to go up. We all know that. When you invest in a developer, you often say, with this developer at the feasibility stage, I expect a potential buyout. It could be one of these two or three scenarios. Like when you invest for those reasons, a lot of times those developers can be laggards relative to a lot of other gold stocks you can invest Mm in. Absolutely. How much time are you willing to give them? 18 months, three years? Because there's opportunity cost at play too here, right? Right. Yeah. Well, my rule, my basic rule is before I invest in any position in, in the junior sector, I have to see at least three t- at least three times potential within the next twelve to eighteen months. So, I'll, I obviously continue to uh, track the stock and, and follow the stock for my subscribers. You know, as it's as, as it's going along, and um, if it begins to get really overvalued in relation to the sector. Um, I'll probably sell it and rotate, rotate the investment capital, always bank the profit. I, I never reinvest my profits. I, I always bank the profits and I'll reinvest the investment capital into something else. I mean, I did it earlier this year. I did it in the Cisco mining. You know, the, the, the stock had gone up to, a, to a, a, an over, I think, a 1.3 billion market cap. And I said to myself, you know what? I mean, this is the beginning of the year. I like to take, I like to take a lot of I like to take some profit off the table at the beginning of the year. 
I'm going to rotate this into something else that I think has three times potential down the road because I expect the, the 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 sector to continue to to correct here. And fortunately, I, I was correct, and I rotated the, the the capital into something else. So that's that's what I'll do. Um, but as far as the if, as far as the takeover is concerned, I nine times out of ten, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell it. If it's a if it's a cash offer, for sure, I'm I'm going to sell it. If if it looks like that this this deal is going to go through, and then I'll bank the profit and I'll rotate the investment capital into something else. That has happened to me a couple times, also uh, recently. So um, you just got to keep being aware of the valuation of the stock. You know, you got to be aware of political situations. I mean, look what's happened in Peru. I've had that happen hit a couple of my uh, Peruvian silver. Um, de- a developer, developer, and explorer, and, and um, you know, uh, fortunately for me, um, I had taken already taken profits off the table, and um, the rest was just basically house money until this Peruvian election uh, takes place on June sixth. I mean, the the uh, the leftist candidate um, is is going down in the, I mean, it looks like he's probably not going to elect, but, but the other candidate is not so hot either. You know, they've had a lot of, uh, political strife there in Peru. They've had a couple different presidents, you know, they've had like seven or eight different mining ministers trying to get something permitted. There is, is really, really difficult. So it's, and you've taken a look at a lot of these Peruvian juniors, it's, it's hit them. So you just got to be always got to be aware of the political situation in in the countries in, in the companies that, that that are operating in different countries. You got to be aware of uh, absolutely of their cash position. You know when does when do you think they're gonna they're gonna raise? Talk to management. Looks like you're getting low on cash. Are you gonna raise? You're gonna have to include a warrant when you raise. I mean, you always have to keep top on top of these things, and that's basically what my service does for you. I keep top, I keep on top of all these companies for you, and let you know what I'm going to be doing with 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 my positions based on my research and, and these ongoing research and all these companies. And you capped your service at 500 subscribers. So, is there any room, or how where are you at with that? Yeah, there's I, I there, there's a, there's about 50 to 75 available. You know, I get I get cancellations and I get signups. And um, I think there's there's right around 50 to 75 space right now. So there's there's plenty of room. Excellent. And Dave's website, again, is JuniorMinerJunkie.com. I've learned a lot over the last, I guess it's five years now since I've been following Dave. It's an excellent service for those of you that email me and say, Bill, who should I subscribe to? Dave is right there at the top. He has an excellent, very thorough, it takes a long time to read every Friday when he sends out the email. He doesn't just send you out a few paragraphs. It literally takes him hours upon hours to send out his weekly report. So it's well worth the money. Dave, always appreciate your insights. We'll be touching base with you in about 30 days. Great to speak with you as always, Bill. Look forward to it. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts it might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances 
uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really you could do really really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks, don't be overly confident and just do your work as best you can, do your very best, but don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met, you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents, but it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on MiningStockEducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.